can't help it. I ball like a Celtic. I can't help it. Nah, I can't help it. Nah, I can't help it. I ball like a Celtic. I can't help it. I ball like a Celtic. All right, Celtics fans, we are back with another episode of Boston Celtics Game Day Recap. I'm your host, Guy DiPlacido, and the Celtics come up with a massive victory over the Timberwolves here and move into a first-place position in the Eastern Conference. We are joined by a friend of the pod, Andrew Boynton. Boynton, welcome. How are we doing, kid? Oh, not too bad. It's always good. It's a good Sunday when the Celtics win, so uh, I'm glad calling you on a win and it's just incredible how we are rattling off these wins and smoking teams in the process Celtics beat the Timberwolves 134-112 tonight it was an absolute masterclass once again by the Jays Uh, but the storyline talked about it a little bit the Celtics move into first place Philly lost tonight yesterday we saw Miami and Milwaukee both lose uh, so this is like the best case scenario for Celtics fans. Everything that needed to happen in the Celtics' favor happened. And the Celtics now sit here after being three games under 500 just you know earlier in January. And now we're sitting atop the Eastern Conference. Uh, so it's pretty incredible, this run that the Celtics have been on. It's going to be one of the best runs ever. Uh, in NBA history, I don't, I don't, I can't remember anything even close to this. Maybe sports history. Uh, yeah, no, I. They flashed on the screen today. It was dominant Celtics performances and, and periods in the season, and they had the 08-09 team, and they had the 07-08 team, and 16-17, and we were at the top of that list. So, at least in Celtics lore, this might be one of the best fans during the season that we've ever had it's incredible absolutely incredible uh do i will talk about the standings a little bit more later in the podcast but want to follow today's podcast same as usual uh want to go through player of the game run through some of the highs there really weren't any lows so we'll completely skip that segment uh the second half we'll dive into what the rest of the season looks like for the celtics and where standings might shake out here uh, so to get things started off, boy, now kick it over to you here. Who do you got for player of the game? I'm going to go with Jason Tatum. Um, he's been incredible in this run, and I, I texted you at the beginning of the game. He seemed a little out of it. He wasn't attacking and being the stud that we've grown to see him come into and, and take over games, and maybe that's just because um, we were – off for three days and he was just trying to figure it out but he turned it on in the second half like always and finished with 34 points his plus minus was plus 34 so significantly higher than anybody on the team uh he had six boards or five boards excuse me and uh six assists so good numbers again and another 30 point game in the books yeah he he really is like he's just putting on strong performance after strong performance uh, you're right. I mean, first first quarter, five points. Uh, did have a good second quarter, though. Had 15 at the halftime, so 10 more at half. Uh, 10 more in that second quarter. So, yeah, really, he turned it on. The Celtics kind of followed suit. Like, we came out to a, a pretty, pretty hot start. You know, first quarter scored 34 points. Second quarter, 38. 
Third quarter, 34. Fourth quarter, 28. So, like, realistically, the Celtics came out firing on all cylinders. Tatum, obviously, a huge part of that in the second half. Uh, But my guy tonight, player of the game at least, is Jalen Brown. And I know we'll we'll go back and forth on this, I'm sure, but Jalen Brown is like Mr. First Quarter. Like, I tweeted this earlier when when the game first started, too. Jalen Brown has never met a first quarter he didn't like. Uh, it, was a, it was a solid, solid performance. Nine points after the first, 17 at halftime, and just didn't let up. End of the day, 31 points, 10 rebounds, 2 assists, uh, only one turnover. Super, super efficient shooting as well. 12 of 20 from the field, 3 of 5 from 3. Both of these guys, Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown, this is another 30-point game. Uh, and for everyone that's listening to the podcast, whenever they score 30 and 30, I cop out and give both of them player of the game. So, boy, I'm glad you gave Tatum it so that way I don't look like an ass. Uh, because realistically, like both of these guys are playing at such a high level. And this team looks unstoppable when they play like this. I wonder how many – I wonder – what place we're in for the most games with two players having 30 plus points on a team because it, it seems like the past uh, i mean it's happened of, like three past, times in the last month games, probably five of them maybe even six they both had 30 points it's crazy yeah it's i mean it's they're on an un, unheralded streak right now like it's unbelievable like really really is unbelievable um but this is this is the the height of the celtics Right, like the Celtics will go as far as the Jays can take us, and if they're playing at this level, I don't see a level that they can't reach. Like you talk about, like we've talked about on this podcast, you know what the Celtics need in order to to win an NBA Finals. A lot of it came down to you know consistency. We needed shooting. A lot of people have said that we need an additional guy, another couple guys, pieces. But these guys are stepping up and playing at such a high level that all of that completely goes out the window. Like, they're both playing like top 15 Tatum, top five players in the NBA right now. It's just a great stretch of basketball. Yeah, and it goes to show you that even with having Al out on the defensive side of the ball, I mean, 112 points, it's not great to give up, but uh, I think a lot of that came in garbage time in the fourth quarter when we didn't necessarily have our starters out there, but the fact that guys are stepping up and in uh, Al's absence, it's great to see too. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, a lot of a lot of today's huge victory stems off of an unbelievable second quarter. We outscored the Timberwolves 38-19. to That is a 19-point deficit in one quarter. One quarter. Like, some teams are lucky to score that. Like, the we basically, we doubled what they scored in an entire quarter. Like, it's unbelievable, like, what they're doing to teams. Obviously, it's not strictly Tatum and Brown. Uh, we got contributions throughout the roster today. My guy, Time Lord, came out and absolutely showed out today. You know, no, no Al Horford, as you had mentioned. Time Lord picked up everything. 13 points, 10 rebounds, six of which were offensive. A ton of putbacks, a steal, and a block. Super efficient, as always, six of seven from the field. 
Time Lord's just giving the Celtics absolutely everything. Offensively, defensively, he's doing everything. Absolutely he, everything. Yeah, and he scares people so much on the defensive side of the ball that there are multiple times where Carl Anthony Towns was driving and he saw a Time Lord there and was like, nope, uh, that, that's a no for me, dog, and just and passed it out. He has solidified himself as probably the best defensive player this season. He, he's got my vote, and it helps our team so much that teams think twice about driving to the bucket when Time Lord's out there. Yeah, I mean, second, second in the NBA in block shots this season. Uh, and he's not super tall. He's just freakishly athletic. Uh, but the guy's doing it. Like, it, you saw it. You, you just nailed it on the head. Like, Cat was scared driving into the lane at points. And it all stemmed from, you know, a couple minutes into the game. Time Lord blocked the shit out of Cat. Like, absolutely sent the ball flying. Like, this is what he's doing on a consistent basis. And it's deterring a lot of people from trying to get to the rim. So, you're right. Like, he's played an unbelievable role. Uh, on this team, offensively and defensively, you know his defensive counterpart, Marcus Smart, arguably the other, you know, NBA Defensive Player of the Year candidate from the Celtics, uh, also played great. I thought seven points, three rebounds, seven assists, another seven plus assist game for him tonight. Uh, the shot wasn't really there. I would say the first quarter he really struggled. Like he threw up a lot of shots in the first quarter. Uh, but it it died down. You know, I want to say he had five or six shots in that first quarter. He ended up with nine. So the rest of the way through, he was just he was making the right reads, excellent defense, two steals tonight, uh, and just passed the ball like a magician again. He's playing at a very high level once again for Marcus Smart. So another big game for him too. Yeah, it got me pretty worried when he was chucking up threes and hitting it off the front of the rim. Uh, I thought it was going to be one of those games where you're yelling at the TV, just asking him to not shoot. And he ended up making one three. He was one for six. But I think he realized, hey, instead of me forcing it, let's just go back to what's been working for us. Let's move the ball around. Let me make plays when I need to make plays. And he started driving to the hoop. And he had that one steal and slam, which was great. And... Yeah, he played Marcus Smart basketball of 2021 and 2022 season. He's not forcing it and trying to be the guy. He'll he'll do what he needs to do to help the team win, which is good. Yeah, yeah. And the other the other guy tonight, obviously no Al Horford, right? So Grant Williams steps in, and if you look at the stat sheet, not a stellar game. Played 28 minutes, started for Al, uh, seven points, three rebounds. Uh, in a block, what he did today does not translate on the stat sheet, but he played fantastic defense on Cat for the majority of tonight. Like he did end up with four fouls. He sent Cat to the line a couple times, uh, but this was a this was an excellent game for him defensively on Carl Anthony Towns. I thought at least. Yeah, I, he was the pesky little brother because uh, he's significantly shorter than Cat, but he stepped up. He put his head right into Cat's chest, and he was always there. He was like a fly on shit. He just was as annoying as it could possibly be, and he's turning into a little Marcus Smart on defense with his creativity and 
moving his body in ways that he can step up and not be the biggest guy, but also make it also be effective out there. Yeah. What I, what I loved most, right? Like cat got off to an unbelievable start, right? Like he came out in the first quarter, he had 12 points, three rebounds, two assists. He ended the night with just 19, four and five. Like he came out so hot. People were already tweeting saying that he was going for another 50 points and the Celtics clamped down. A lot of it came from Grant, uh, but you got to give a lot of credit to Jason Tatum today too, because even he stepped up and defended Cat at such a high level. Because again, Ime stuck to his guts and threw Rob out there on a wing guy, one of the ones that is not very good at shooting, so he can play free safety. So Ime's sticking with the defense that has worked. Uh, and it came through again tonight. It seems a little unorthodox putting Jason Tatum up against Cat, but he did an unbelievable job defending him tonight. Like, very, very solid game from, from both of those guys, though. Like, I thought both of them put together an unbelievable game plan uh, for Cat. So, good on, no, good on Ime, good I on the team. The, I think it's deflating. Like you said, you know, he comes out hot and it's deflating when you have multiple guys that can cover you out there when you're going to get banged on every single possession. It's tough to do that for 40 minutes the entire game. There's a few guys are able to do that. And I think he just got worn out after the first quarter and, you know, tipped cats with Celtics defense. Yeah. Yeah. Really, really just like impressive, impressive performance. Uh, I do Listen. We've talked about the starter so far, right? There are two plays in particular that we need to highlight here. And arguably, two of the best plays that we've seen all season long as far as, as, far as alley-oops go, right? We saw right, Marcus so can Smart. I, can I guess one of them first? Go for it. All right. Well, I'm not going to give you the one that was probably the best one, but it's because my man Derek White is just a stud. His... He wasn't even on the ground, alley midair, tossed to Tice. Unbelievable. Awesome. Unbelievable. Awesome. I tweeted this out too, and I like I put up a poll because I want to see what everyone else thinks. There were two two alley-oops on the reel. The Derek White passed to Daniel Tice. Again, caught it midair, threw it to Daniel Tice. From the three-point line was unbelievable. And then that off-the-backboard alley-oop from Marcus Smart to Jalen Brown. Oh, my God. Like, the garden absolutely erupted. Like, that place was electric tonight. Uh, but both of those plays were just such a catalyst on, on both ends. It's like, how do, you, how do you defend a team that is playing with such fluidity out there? Like, it's just beautiful basketball to watch. And I, I've never seen the Celtics, or I mean, we have seen them, but in recent years, push the ball like this. They're, you know, mainly a half-court offensive team. But when the chance is there, Marcus Smart, Derek White, and all these other guards just pushing it as fast as possible just to go for the alley-oop or the cut drive and layup. And it's great to see that we're not just settling for hey let's run the shot clock down to seven seconds and do a pick and chuck up a shot let's push it yeah who cares if we score 134 points and you know we're gassed at the end of it but 
you know, we're going to make some splash plays. And a lot of that, I'll give you credit, like you just called him out. Derek White is a huge part of that as far as pushing the pace goes. Like he played 30 minutes tonight and deserved every one of them. 15 points, uh, two rebounds, six assists, including that beautiful alley-oop to Daniel Tice, uh, but also had a steal. Like he was super efficient out there. The shot was falling, four of six from the field, two of four from three. Five of five from the free throw line because the guy's super aggressive all the time. Like, this is the Derek White that takes the Celtics team from being really good to being, like, NBA Finals worthy. Right? Like, this is this is the performances that, you can, that you're going to need from Derek White to beat some of these top-tier teams in the Eastern Conference. Uh, so you got to give him a lot of credit tonight. Thought he played a, an outstanding game through and through. Uh, which is great. You need to see it. Yeah, definitely. And it's great to see that these guys are having success on the offensive side of the ball uh, just because we couldn't even buy a bucket the first half of the season. It was painful to watch them shoot the ball. And now either everyone's got a heat check or we're just finding the open man. Either way, it doesn't matter. We're scoring points. But that also translates on the defensive side of the ball. We know that we have the best defense. But once the guy scores a bucket, you know, he's not – just jogging back on defense he's sprinting back and taking a charge i think i'm not sure if it was after the alley-oop but it it might have been close to that but Derek white took a charge relatively shortly after one of our you know crowd get the get the people going plays and he stepped up on the defensive side of the ball took the charge and it's back in our hands and that's the celtics team that i love watching yeah, it's been uh, it's been real fun to watch. But you got to give the Celtics bench a lot of credit tonight. Again, this is another blowout blowout win where the the bench is getting a lot of minutes. But you look those normal rotation players: Derek White, Peyton Pritchard, Daniel Tice. Those are your three guys that are typically going to play bench minutes anyway. Obviously, Grant got the start. So when it, when you have a starter out. Those bench guys are going to get a little bit more playing time. Derek White tonight, though, 15 points. We talked about him. Peyton Pritchard, 11 points, 5 assists, 3 of 5 from 3. Daniel Tice, solid game, 4 and 6. And Aaron Neesmith, first game back that we've seen after the injury, I thought he went out, played excellent too. Got 16 minutes tonight, deserved those minutes, 6 points, 4 rebounds. An assist and a steal. In true Neesmith fashion was all over the place, putting in a 110% effort. Uh, and it was good to see, like, shots, the three still isn't falling, but he hit other shots. He drove to the rim, was two of four from the free throw line. So, like, everybody is starting to contribute on a consistent basis now. Uh, and that's huge, huge for the Celtics team moving forward. Like this is another game where the Celtics ended the night with 27 assists, and you've got Derek White and Peyton Pritchard with six and five, 11 assists coming from just the, them two off the bench. Like this is the Celtics going to a completely different level of unstoppable, uh, and it's coming at the perfect time. It's coming at the perfect time. But. Yeah, you couldn't have said it any better. Um, the one point I do want to make with Lee Smith is that 
at this point, I think he just needs to scrap trying to be that sharpshooter that he came out of the draft. Uh, that was his one skill that he had, and that was the highlight of who he was in college. He's so athletic that I think he just needs to focus on the mid-range jump shots or driving to the hoop and getting fouled and making and ones. He's just a freak out there. He's so fast. I mean, he gives 110%. He's a bull in the china shop. He just needs to throw his body around close to the basket and not worry about making threes. We already have Peyton Pritchard doing that. He's assumed that role off the bench. We just need you to play good defense and drive to the hoop. And that's what I hope Ime will eventually tell him to do or instruct him to do because he can be a real difference maker for us in the playoffs. Yeah, I, I agree. And I'll kind of walk back some previous statements because I've said a couple times, like I think Neesmith's time, at least for this season, has come to a come to an end. Like I thought that there wasn't enough time for him to really carve out a role and I don't really know that I don't know that I'm 100% wrong on that. I still think it's going to be hard for him to get minutes over guys like Peyton Pritchard. Uh, And I do think come playoff time, the rotations will tighten. Uh, But if he plays like this over the next, you know, six games or whatever we have left, this is a guy that can contribute come playoff time, uh, which I think is important. Yeah, we do. Listen, today was as close to perfect as possible. Uh, there is one thing that I do want to, I do want to touch on real quick before we dive into some standings talk. Robert Williams left the game today and it doesn't sound like he's going to be hopping on the plane going to Toronto. We also heard from email after the, after the game that Al Horford unlikely to travel to Toronto tomorrow as well. So, now we're down two bigs. This is this is going to put the Celtics in a situation where Grant is well definitely going to get the start tomorrow. We're probably going to see Daniel Tice get the start, or they move into a position where you know Derek White comes in. You know that's that's probably the the best case scenario. It'll be Smart White, JB Tatum, Grant. So we'll go super small ball, which against Toronto does work. Uh, and then we'll have Tice coming off the bench because we do need something coming off the bench as far as big men. Uh, which, again, opens up a lot of time for guys like Neesmith, like Pritchard, to go out there and earn more minutes. Uh, but you can't can't come out of today's game and not mention Timewood getting hurt, Horford potentially not making it to Toronto here. So before we dive into the next segment, Boyne, any thoughts on you know tomorrow's game, just considering where everything stands? Back-to-backs are always tough. Um, it's great to have the number one seed right now, um, but I'm not going to be upset if we don't win tomorrow. I think it, it just it is what it is with the few amount of games that we have left in the season, but... I would rather our guys be healthy because I just looked up and it says, this is a direct quote from Ime. It says, Robert Williams exited in quite a bit of pain and getting his knee scanned tomorrow. And we know that he's had knee problems in the past. So we need to cross our fingers here and look at the bigger picture and not completely stress out about the 
the Raptors. Obviously, it'd be nice to keep us rolling, but you know, if guys need to sit and get healthy, I'm more focused on that. Agreed. Agreed. And you even saw JB kind of grabbing his knee today, too, that was listed on the injury report. So, listen, there, the game itself was beautiful. There are a lot of little things that happened that are concerning a little bit. Uh, but I don't want to dwell on that too much during today's podcast. I do want to dive into some standings talk, uh, talk about where the Celtics land. Before we do so, I want to take a quick break for a word from our sponsors. College basketball fans, join the action on the court during the biggest tournament of the year with DraftKings Sportsbook. Turn your team's victory into your own big win. New customers can get $5 on any team to win and get $200 in free bets if they do. It's that simple. If they win, you win. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, you can still join the College Hoops action with DraftKings Pools. Everyone can play free pools all March long for a shot at a share of over $250,000 in prizes. Simply join a pool and answer questions like, who will make it to the next round? And, who will hit the most three-pointers? Then track your results. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TBPN. Bet $5 on any college hoops team to win and get $200 in free bets if they do. If they win, you win with promo code TBPN this week at DraftKings Sportsbook. 21 plus. Restrictions apply. See show notes for details. All right, guys, time for a new favorite sponsor alert, Venture Greens Nutrition. Venture Greens Nutrition is changing the nutrition game forever. They offer one-on-one coaching where they build macro-based diets to get you moving in the right direction. As great as the coaching is, what I love most about Venture Green Nutrition is their line of CBD products. They have tinctures, salves, beard care, and gear, and the best part is, All Venture Greens Nutrition's products are formulated and manufactured in their own facilities in the United States. Check them out at VentureGreensNutrition.com. Use code CELTICSTAKE15, that's CELTICSTAKE15, for 15% off. You won't regret it. All right, so want to talk a quick standings update, right? So as of today, as of right now, Again, Philly lost, Miami-Milwaukee lost yesterday. The Celtics sit on top of the Eastern Conference, technically tied with Miami, both 47 and 28. Uh, The Celtics have the tiebreaker with Miami, Milwaukee, and Philly, which is a great spot to be. Uh, But right now, you've got Milwaukee and Philly just a half game back. Chicago, three and a half. Toronto, four and a half. Then you get the play-in. And just to, just to recap for everyone out there that may not be 100% clear on how the play-in tournament rolls, right? So 7-8, and eight, which is right now Cleveland and Brooklyn, will face off one game. The winner of the 7-8 game is the 7 seed. The loser of that game plays the winner of 9-10, and 10, which, again, right now, Charlotte and Atlanta. Uh, which is probably going to stay like that, considering New York is a good five games back of Atlanta. So right now, my guess is that Brooklyn beats Cleveland, becomes that seven seed. Charlotte probably beats Atlanta. 
And honestly, I wouldn't be shocked if they beat the Cleveland Cavaliers either. Just because the Cleveland is taking a severe nosedive right now. Uh, they're 4-6 and six in their last 10. Charlotte's 7-3 and three in their last 10. Uh, so big difference there. Uh, which means the Celtics would end up facing potentially Charlotte. Or in an other universe, potentially Cleveland. But in my estimation, the one seed probably not facing Brooklyn. But I'll, I'll pass it over to you here. Should the Celtics be scared of anybody in the Eastern Conference in that first round, depending on where they line up? No, I don't think so. Um, I guess I just don't see Brooklyn. I, I know KD and I know Kyrie are, are unbelievable players, but with their depth and their team unity, I don't know. I think it's tough to beat the Celtics on any night just because we seem like our team and team energy and vibe is just way better than any team out there. Um, like you said, I'm not afraid of Cleveland because we've taken a nosedive. We've lost the last three. Charlotte, not really. Atlanta, definitely not. Um, so, no, I'm not worried about any of the seeds that are 7 through 10 or any of the teams that are between 7 through 10 right now. Yeah, because, I mean, realistically, I don't see us dropping uh, a ton just because we've been playing at such a high level. I mean, if we do, again, one through four is so close that they literally could end up in fourth place, like, on Wednesday. Like, (laughs) so it's very possible. It's very possible that the Celtics could get down all the way to fourth in the matter of a couple days because that's literally what just happened. We were in fourth, and now we're in first a couple days later. So uh, this whole top four of the Eastern Conference is so jumbled up uh, where you realistically could play anyone, one through ten at this point, which is kind of crazy to think of. Uh, But I'm with you. Like I I don't see any team putting the Celtics through a seven-game series at this point, especially in the first round. Uh, I'll tell you this. Ending as a first seed is huge for the Celtics for a couple different reasons, right? Home court advantage is a real thing. I looked up the stat earlier today. Home, The home team has won 65% of the games, which is a super impressive stat. Uh, that's two out of every three games, basically, right? Uh, that's a real thing in a seven-game series. You obviously get more home games than you do away games, right? The Celtics are playing really well, both home and away. 26-12 and 12 home, 21-16 and 16 away. So as far as records go, we're playing extremely well on both ends of the ball, but Getting home court advantage is huge. But here's another reason why it's huge. If Brooklyn does win that 7-8 game, they become the two seed. And what that means is the Celtics would not play them until the Eastern Conference Finals if they can make it there. So they would literally need to battle through Milwaukee, Miami, all of the tough guys, potentially Philly, in order to get to us. And that's a huge, huge thing. 
And you don't know what the deal with Ben Simmons is either. Like you don't know if he's coming back. And if he does, if he's even going to be good because he has not played an entire year. Uh, so this yeah, this Eastern Conference is crazy. I, I, I don't think Ben Simmons is going to have any factor in the end of the regular season or even the playoffs. I think he's had way too much time off and doesn't seem like he's putting extraordinary amounts of effort into the gym. So I think he's a non-factor. Yeah, I mean, it's it's kind of crazy to think about at this point. But this is where the Celtics stand. We are 47-28 and 28 on the season, winners of our last six uh god i don't even i'm I'm losing track of how many we've won uh over the the full stretch here i want to say we're 27 and 4 uh over our last 31 i might be making that up a little bit but not by much like the celtics are absolutely rolling right now uh and it's a good spot to be but that's we're gonna wrap things up guys uh, if you haven't done so already, make sure to follow me on Twitter at NBA Celtics Guy. Make sure to follow our Facebook page. We are nearing 10,000 members, Boston Celtics Till I Die. Uh, make sure to rate and review the podcast, written review. Greatly appreciated. Boyden, appreciate you hopping on the pod, my man. Hey, thank you so much. Go Seas, and let's get back after it tomorrow night. Have a good night, Celtics fans. We will talk soon. I can't help it, I ball like a Celtic. I can't help it now. I can't help it now. I can't help it, I ball like a Celtic. I can't help it, I ball like a Celtic.